Hi, day oneers. I didn't even think I was going to be able to do this introduction um, because the past four days have been a bit of a shit show. Uh, I don't know if I had the flu or cold or what, but um, I couldn't swallow or talk. So uh, you got Ev. And what's really funny, and I'm going to call him out here, is that when I said, oh, shit, I'm going to have to miss this week because I had to also move some guests around because I was sick and blah, blah. You don't need to know the background of uh, producing this podcast. Ev was like, well, I'll do a solo episode, but then you're going to hear him in the episode say that I told him to do the solo episode. And I just want to make it very clear that he volunteered for this. And um, that's very important to me to make clear. Okay. This is a first for day one podcast. Evan is solo. Uh, and I just want to give him props. It's very hard to do a solo episode. It feels like you're talking to yourself. Uh, there's some great questions that came in. I think he answered them pretty well, considering. I do think he does a good job, though, when we're together, because I can really push him. But I would love to hear your feedback on this. Huge congrats and kudos to my love, Evan, for just always being a support for this channel, for day one in general. Um, it is it is difficult sometimes to get the uh, male side or the partner support side of this journey. And so I'm always so grateful to Ev for um, being open. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. It's definitely fun. Okay, chat soon. Three years ago, at six months pregnant, we lost our second baby to an undetected external infection, and what followed took us down a path we could never have predicted. I was used to getting pregnant quickly and unassisted. The infertility journey came as a surprise. No one talked to me about getting my ovarian reserve tested. No one told me that because I got pregnant easily with my first and my second, it didn't mean that I could expect the same with my third or fourth for that matter. I thought IUIs were a for sure thing. I thought IVF was a one month process and that's, that's just the physical part. All these assumptions were incorrect, but why would I know any better? I'm Emily Getz, a fertility and life mindset coach, founder of Day One, a first of its kind fertility support network and host of the Day One podcast, a show dedicated to the unspoken side of fertility. Here I share my story and bring together moms, dads, parents-to-be, doctors, specialists, and healers to help break stigmas, normalize the conversation, and bring education to the forefront. My hope is that by listening, you learn how to still be you and go through the infertility trenches and feel part of the day one community so your journey doesn't feel so lonely. First Response has played a major role in my fertility journey over the past seven years as I work to grow my family. When I see a result using First Response, I know that I can trust it, which is imperative in this journey. So you can imagine how excited I am that First Response is sponsoring this episode. First Response is a brand that is there for us no matter what our fertility journey looks like, from preceding, testing with 99% accuracy and prenatal multivitamins, I can say with confidence that First Response is a trusted partner every step of the way. This seemed like a way better idea um, when it was mentioned than right now, considering I'm a little more nervous than I thought I would be. Not really used to, not used to this at all. Um, it's a lot easier when 
I just get to be a supporting member and get asked questions and carry the conversation. Um, but here we go, because M can't speak today and hasn't for the last few days. It's been surprisingly peaceful in our house, but that did mean that um, I got the call up. Uh, it took took almost a year and her facing um, detrimental voice conditions to to ask me to do this. So uh, I guess we'll find out why and <laughs> she'll probably be proven right on this one. Uh, but here we are. So welcome to the day one fertility podcast with your host, special host, <laughs> special in a lot of ways, uh, M's husband, partner, Evan. So thank you for thank you for joining us. It is an honor to be here, notwithstanding that it took uh, M's going through this to for me to be here. Uh, but um, I'll try to do her justice, try to do her proud. And um, yeah, like um, I can, you know, hopefully talk about my perspective on on our journey. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little different perspective. You've heard a lot of M. Uh, you've heard a lot of, um, you know, sort of what's going through her mind and throughout this process. And then obviously, uh, you get you get a perspective on our journey, even through the guests that she brings on and the personal questions that she asks her guests and everything like that. Maybe. I might bring a little something different, hopefully uh, something interesting for for people to hear. Uh, and um, maybe I can even, I didn't get any questions about um, what things have been like for M specifically. Uh, most most of the questions I got are, are fantastic questions. Thank you for all these um, questions were, they're related to um, supporting, you know, supporting uh, the spouse and what it is like from the spousal perspective and in some ways what it's like when it's not, uh, when it's like female factor and not male factor infertility. Um, and I'll be happy to speak to all that. And maybe I'll even give a little glimpse into, um, into M maybe, maybe stuff that she wants to keep personal and not, not in the spotlight. Maybe I can, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll slip into some things. I'll try not to do too much, delve too much in, but uh, maybe some things will slip out. So here we go. Okay, ready? All right. <laughs> okay, so um, let's just, we'll start with questions and maybe it'll be a little bit easier for me to jump into things and make it um, smoother and more normal once I get get going. Okay, so I'll just start with one of the, one of the questions that popped out to me uh, right away and it is um, supporting your partner in the journey. Uh, it's... I mean, it's probably a very personal thing, but I'm hoping that I can give some uh, perspective on the male side of it or the partner side of it um, on how to support the person who is going through the uh, fertility treatments and um, the mental aspect of it. And really, it's not I'm not going to be um, saying anything that's like groundbreaking here, I don't think, but uh, it is important to say so. Um, really, it, uh, it it's a lot to do with um, a partner who can listen and and sort of take it in. I've learned over the years that it's not necessarily about the solutions, providing solutions. It's just about living in the in the moment with your partner and 
um, empathizing or sympathizing, um, you know, like uh, just listening a lot of the time is a big help I find to M. Um, and so I guess it comes down to communication and not just, so not just listening, but maybe, um, inciting some questions or asking questions to incite some answers, uh, that, you know, that sort of help the person open up a little bit more. Maybe they're, um, keeping things in and don't want to talk about things. So, but it is important to let things out, to get vulnerable, uh, with your partner, it increases intimacy, and um, that's that's important. That's huge, right, for a relationship. Not just uh, not just for supporting someone in their fertility journey, but in relationships in general. I think so. That's one, right? So definitely communication, listening, certainly getting things for people when they need it. You know, maybe it's an ice pack, or maybe it's soup. Or maybe it's a maybe it's a drive out for some special treat. M loves ice cream. I've been to many ice cream places in the last few years. Uh, I know them all. In case you're wondering which were the better ones, feel free to feel free to ask M to ask me, or just ask M because she she sends me directly to them. Uh, so special treats are good. Yeah. So supporting physical. Um, you know, maybe it is, maybe it comes down to, uh, a cuddle or a hug or a smooch or something physical, like some sort of touch. Cause I do think that it could be pretty isolating, um, going through the process, uh, definitely not sexy in any way. Uh, and so yeah, that's a hard one because I mean, yeah, hugging and, and kissing is, is pretty easy to do. And obviously you want to do that, but you know, sort of what I found over the years is that um, the sexiness of of a relationship can dwindle a little bit. Um, so that's a big one. That's you got to keep that up somehow. It's not easy. I don't even. That's a little personal. <laughs> Emma might want me to get into it, but uh, that's not. I get bashful with that stuff. So somehow you got to figure that out. Uh, and that's 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 a tough one especially as it, as it goes on longer the the process is uh not very sexy so figuring out ways to spark that is big really big and i got to listen to my own advice with that too because uh like i'm no don juan kind of thing so uh that's those are big for in terms of support i don't know much else but i, I the you know sort of the benefit of I, I'm only looking at these questions sort of right now or like in the last five minutes. Uh, so as to be more spontaneous, but the problem with that is that I might not cover everything that I, you know, I'd want to cover. I think back and remember something that's generally what happens to me and especially. So um, we're going to have to just roll with it. Uh, if I can think of something else later on, I'll come back to it, but that's, those are, those are the three big foundational pillars that I would say in terms of support. Okay. Coping as a spouse is another one. How do you cope? You, you process, right? You, you like you voice your emotions and your thoughts to your partner, to, uh, you know, a therapist, if you have one to your siblings or best friends or friends, um, they probably become your best friends. If you are, you know, getting vulnerable with them 
that's that's a pretty good big step towards becoming best friends. So you you let it out. Um, you can't keep it in. I mean, I don't think you can. You certainly can't forever. So if you you try to keep it in, uh, it will come out in different ways and probably less healthy ways. Uh, and the longer you hold it in, the more explosive it'll be when it does come out. So you got to let it out. Um, speak to people that are going through it as well, who can give their perspective on it. Em and I are very lucky and that's a terrible choice of words, but we do have people in our lives who have gone through it. Uh, and they give us our perspective, their perspective. They give us wisdom it is really amazing uh, once you are going through it to hear from everybody, you know, different ages, aunts and grandmas and everybody that you even, that you might, you never know had gone through it, um, had, has experienced some form of uh, fertility trauma. And um, so there's all lots of, lots of wisdom out there. So seek, seek help. That's how, how best to cope as a partner and as the person going through it. Um, and again, as the person not going through it and has to witness it, that's, it's fucking hard. It's really hard to witness that to like your first instinct is to comfort is to make things better. There's not much you can do. Uh, you're going through it yourself. So emotionally it's as traumatic and physically it's not traumatic at all. It's a weird dichotomy actually to now, you know, now that we're talking about it or I'm talking about it, uh, and you have to listen, uh, so. So that's that's pretty much it for for coping. Again, if I think of something else, I'll I'll come back to it. Supporting when it's a female factor only. So yeah. So in our case, I mean, as try as we as we might to identify something with me that uh, is going on. We've uh, and I I'm just as much sort of in the same boat as I'd like to know if I'd like to be given a reason. You know, Emma and I talk about. Uh, me taking my vitamins and me doing everything I can to optimize my fertility. Um, it'd be a lot easier if the doctor's like, you have a low sperm count or you have um, low motility or something. It'd be a lot easier to do the vitamins with that in mind. Um, but so far, not that it's all M, but so far we haven't really figured out my end of it. So supporting someone when it's, when it's female factor, I mean, that's, that's pretty easy to be honest. Cause it's not, it's not a fault of anyone. So, I mean, it's very hard to uh, blame or, or place any blame or get mad at or frustrated with. Uh, there's no, to me, there's no reason to like, even if it was me or her, it didn't, it didn't, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's um, we're in this together. It's a partnership. And the fact that um, M uh, has some issues with her egg quality has nothing to do with how we feel about each other and how I feel about her, obviously. And um, and M's, M's a tank. So maybe there is a uh, sort of situation or relationships where you put a lot on yourself when it when it's your like when it's your issue uh, and then having to support your partner or the partner supporting you might be more difficult because you know, you're trying to give solutions or you're trying to prop them up. I've been lucky. I've never had to really do that with them because even though it's, M seems to have the issues 
Um, she doesn't uh, let it get to her. And I guess that's why I'm saying it's easy because I don't ever have to prop her up or tell her it's not her fault or um, do any of those kind of things that would make her feel better about herself. Uh, okay. So that's my point of view, how to support someone when it's um, female factor, how to support your partner if it's female factor and they are, they get down on themselves. Uh, and if you're feeling bad about yourself, that it's that, you know, sort of you're experiencing the issues and your partner doesn't have any issues. Um, it's, it really is one of those things where you just have to rem rem remember that you have nothing, you have no control over it. You can control maybe trying to do, uh, get better and do more to optimize. Um, and as you should, if you're going through this process, it's a very expensive process. It's a very emotionally taxing process. So you should do everything you can to optimize your abilities, but, um, it's obviously not your fault. And if you have a partner that's not really supporting, not really supportive or, or makes you feel worse about yourself than, uh, than you should, obviously, um, then that's, that's definitely something to talk to, you know, the partner about. Maybe they don't realize they're doing it. Maybe they're doing it, um, only in like during, like through frustration and emotion. And it's something that they can try and try and consciously limit their, um, their, I don't want to say it's like abuse, but like they're you know when they put the, put you down or make you feel bad about about the process but it is a tough process and it does weigh on on everybody and so got to give people a little bit of flexibility and leeway with this stuff i think a little bit um oh what else we got partner's perspective of ivf watching partner go through all oh man yeah well we sort of touched on that but that's a tough one when you have to watch your partner um do the needles and do the exams. Oh God. Uh, the exams can't be fun. Um, I, the only anecdote I got was like when I had to do an ultrasound from, for my, for my balls and, um, I was like complaining and, and dreading it. And <laughs> I really didn't want to do it, but I, but I obviously, I eventually went through it and I, and, um, after I was like, you know, naturally like a little, a little um trauma not traumatized you're a little traumatized by the whole experience and and M just looked at me like I was uh like I was on drugs at the time like I couldn't she couldn't even she's just smiling really like and and immediately realized like how stupid I sounded uh for even mentioning the fact that I was like violated down there because I can only imagine and I've seen in some degree the um the like, i don't know the intrusions that you you people going through the actual fertility process have to go through almost on a daily basis well with the needles it's daily with the um examinations and procedures it's you know can be weekly or even even more frequently and it uh it's it's terrible i mean okay we're doing it for a reason we're doing it because we're we, we want we need or we want uh, a baby um so you get you get through it you put your head down but um seeing it i guess i've been a little little desensitized to it if you asked me a few years ago i may have been a lot more uh like like oh my goodness this is i guess it's kind of just like m2 like you you sort of maybe just get used to it after a while so somehow you get used to that uh but maybe how to support, like how to deal with that and how to support your partner who has to go through that. 
depends on what they want, what they like. Um, figure that out. Get it for them because they're doing so much for you. And I'm talking to the spouse or partner so much um, that you owe them big time for the rest of your life. So uh, don't forget that. And um, that'll help when you're feeling a little frustrated, maybe, because there are times and I'll I'll be the first to admit that, um, you know, the, the relationship doesn't end and you it, like it doesn't put it's not on pause while you're going through this. So you like will still get frustrated with each other and um, or angry and frustrated, um, annoyed, all those you know, sort of things that can come up when you're not going through fertility can come up while you're going through fertility. The question is like, how do you deal with that? Um, because, you know, obviously your partner is going through uh, physically so much. And do you want to do, you, can you put any more on them? Uh Even though you're getting like, you know, there's real things happening. And even though you're getting frustrated for other reasons so there's there's the one there's the what to remember is that or what you sort of hopefully remember is that they're going through a lot and it's not easy and um maybe a lot of this frustration or a lot of the things that's getting on your nerves can be born out of or because of what your partner's going through so you try to remember that but that's like a rational way of thinking it thinking about it your emotions might play in and might sort of overrule your rational brain and you still might get frustrated. Um, so the, I guess like, I don't know, I still haven't figured out what to do, but I think it's because I think what you sort of have to do is you still have to like voice what's going on. Cause sort of like what I mentioned earlier is that it'll just, it'll just build up and, um, you know, maybe you don't put it all on the person, but maybe you let out a little bit or you say what you're feeling from what your your perspective is. Um, and hopefully if uh, the people going through this fertility process are listening to this, because I've been rambling, um, you'll accept some form of sort of not complaints or criticisms, but just some sort of vulnerability from your partner when they want to be honest. And when they need to be honest uh, and realize that your partner is still going through things, life's complicated, work, kids, if you have other kids, um, other things that are going on in their life. And uh, it, that doesn't stop. So you have to be able to still be able to talk about things that aren't fertility related. Um, so it's like, again, it's just complicated. Um but the main thing is, is remember that your, your partner is going through a, a fucking shitload of, of, of endless procedures and needles and um, doctor's visits and tests and uh, things like that. And so power to all the people who are doing that. It's incredible. I, I've seen it firsthand for many years and um, I'm blown away with how tough you have to be to go through this. Uh, I know it's all for a good cause, but uh, it doesn't mean that it doesn't make it any less hard. And so I don't know exactly where I was going with this. I hope some people do, but basically um, got to support each other, talk to each other, be vulnerable with each other. And remember that, um, you know, you're, you're both going through things 
um, and we're as a spouse, we're going through things too. And um, we need to be able to talk to you and let things out as well. So that's that covers questions for the for the um, the for the evening or the afternoon or evening, depending on when you're listening to this or morning. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're going through this, just know that your spouse is is going through a lot of the same things that you're going through. And yes, it's really important to um, have the support from them. Okay, so this is a tough one because I don't want to, I don't want to, it's not my place to get too in-depth into M&I stuff, but your spouse does not need to hear that you're going through everything. You're doing everything. Okay. Uh, It's maybe a natural thought that someone going through the fertility process has, and it's, it's not, I don't blame you or anyone for thinking about that, but your spouse and partner even though it doesn't maybe doesn't seem like it, there has to be some recognition that they're going through um, a lot. Uh, and I get it. That might sound not great. Uh, but even though there's no physical, you're not going through the physical at all, or probably not going through much physical uh, processes uh, throughout the fertility treatments, not going through the physical processes is something even I know that sounds crazy, but it's, you know, almost like I, I wish I could take on, I've even mentioned this to Em, like, I wish I could uh, like even take on any of it because I would in a heartbeat and um, not, and not being able to, and, and being sort of forced to the sideline with a lot of it uh, is hard. It's um, and then try to figure out how, to support is hard too. So yeah, it sounds like a little bit crybaby, I guess, or whatever, but the spouse is your partner is in the, is in it with us. It's in it with you. We're in it together. And um, we should feel like we're in it together. We, we're not equal. Maybe we're not equal throughout this process, uh, but we're, we're, we're close. Yes. The physical is all on, on the person going through it. Yes, the physical is a big part of it, but the emotional is equal. I think has got to be almost as equal, depending on. I mean, like it's specific to the partnership, but I got to imagine it's equal. And not going through the physical is big too, so that's got to even out a little bit. Okay. So, if you're feeling like, ugh, like I do everything, and my partner does nothing. Okay. Try to try not to try to, you know, put yourself a little bit. Nah, that sounds terrible. I'm sorry. I know you're, you're going through so much and it does seem like your partner's not doing a lot. Does, okay. Let's just speak for mine. It does feel like I'm not doing a lot. Like I don't have to do a lot. Okay. Um, but I wish I could do more. And uh, I try to do as much as I possibly can. And it's hard sometimes to figure out what to do when you don't know what the other person's thinking or going through at the time. So, M, I hope you're not listening to this, but you've probably heard this from me anyways. Uh, and who am I kidding? You're definitely listening to this. So just 
you know, remember that this is hard for me. It's hard. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to be in trouble. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. So let's see. What else can we say about about being a spouse and having to deal with this? Oh, oh okay. I'll look back on a question. Uh, you might be curious how our, your spouse deals or shares with their friends. Um, this is not something that comes naturally to most guys, I don't think. Uh, we don't share very well uh, for whatever reason. We tend to not want to um, be vulnerable with our friends. So how do we share? Well, generally, like a couple beers helps for sure. Um, but I think also it helps if our friends have gone sort of through it too. So so for the ones that haven't gone through it, it's difficult to empathize and to really talk to them about it because, you know, as much as they might care and want to support, um, you know, it's tough to put them, put tough to understand uh, what we're all going through. So we share we share with other friends who have gone, who've gone through this, but even still that's hard. Um, because again, it just doesn't come so naturally, like unfortunately. Uh, so, so, okay. So here's the big one. Okay. Now, uh, you know, hopefully this softens, um, s- some of your frustrations when guys golf, because that's a big that to me, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy, but we're, we're together for four hours on a golf course. There's not a lot to to do other than like sort of commiserate on how bad we are at golf. Sometimes how good we are at golf, but there is time to talk for sure. So how do we share? I mean, next time you you know next time we go golfing, okay, just remember that maybe we're sharing our feelings with each other, and hopefully that's not giving away too much, but. Just, just let us have our golf, okay? Please let us have our golf. It's important sometimes. Um, it's venting. It's 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 uh, cleansing, cleansing. Um, okay, so I think that's 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 good in terms of my perspective. And I heard somebody come in the house, and so I don't want to give away too much of a teaser to what this episode's going to sound like to her. Um, so I'm going to cut it off. Um. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. I hope that I don't didn't sound like too much of a either I didn't offend, definitely didn't want to offend, but I may have a little, but hopefully not. And maybe some new information, some illumination into the spouses or partners perspective. Um maybe not, hopefully. Maybe you'll hear from me again. We'll see, <laughs> depending on how you and how we react to this, and maybe you're excited, or maybe maybe. Well, I guess we'll just find out. Okay, uh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure for me, at least. <laughs> and uh, all the best to everyone. Okay, bye. Hi friends, Emily here. I want to thank you for being part of this community. The reach day one has had since day one has been incredible. And that is literally because you watch, rate, review, and subscribe. I feel extremely grateful to have the opportunity to interview incredible experts, brave storytellers, and also use this as an opportunity for me to shed light on my own personal journey. 
This is just the beginning of day one. We have big, big plans to scale, diversify the guest selection, provide unique support offerings, and that is enabled by you. So if you enjoy this show, I have one simple ask of you, and that is to hit the follow button and continue to rate and review on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to this podcast. Thank you for bringing more awareness to the fertility experience by listening.